0: This episode is all about lung cancer, a horrible disease and an awful topic to discuss today. But this is science and this is how we deal with the patients. Okay, Lung cancer or lung carcinoma is the uncontrolled division of epithelial cells which line the respiratory tract. There are two main categories of lung cancer, small cell and non-small cell which depends on the type of epithelial cell that's dividing. Both types can be fatal, especially if the cancerous cell aggressively spreads and establishes secondary sites of cancer in other tissues. The major cause of lung cancer is smoking tobacco products, and it has contributed to the death of millions of people, including famous individuals like. Walt Disney, and Claude Monet. Air enters the respiratory tract, though either the nose or mouth and flows, flows down the trachea, this divides into the right and left bronchi. Each bronchi enters its respective lung at the helium or root of the lung. The bronchi then divides into lower bronchi which divide into segmental bronchi then into subsegmental bronchi which further branch to form conducting bronchioles and then respiratory bronchioles which end with small sacs called alveoli that are surrounded by capillaries which is where gas exchange occurs. Lining these airways are several types of epithelial cells which serve multiple functions. These include ciliated cells that have hair-like project called cilia that works to sweep foreign particles and pathogens back to the throat to be swallowed. Another type called goblet cells which are called that because they look like goblets. Secrete mucine to moisten the airways and trap foreign pathogens there are also basal cells that are thought to be able to differentiate into other cells in the epithelium club cells that act to protect the bronchial epithelium and neuroendocrine cells that secretes hormone into the blood in response to neuronal neuronal signals cells can become mutated because of environmental or genetic factors a mutated cell becomes cancerous when it starts to divide uncontrollably. As cancerous cells start piling up on each other they become a small tumor mass and they need to induce blood vessels growth called angiogenesis to supply themselves with energy. Malignant tumors are one that are able to break through the basement membrane. Some of these malignant tumors go a step further and detach from their basement membrane at the primary tumor site. Enter nearby blood vessels and establish secondary sites of tumor growth throughout the body. This process called metastasis. A well known risk factor for small cell lung cancer and some types of non-small cell lung cancer is smoking tobacco. And its dose dependent which means that smoking more cigarettes over a longer period of time increases the risk. Another risk factor is exposure to radon, a colorless odorless gas which is a natural breakdown product of uranium found in the soil. Other environmental factors include asbestos, air pollution and ionizing radiation like from medical imaging with chest x-rays and CT scans. There are also some gene mutations that are known to be associated with an increased risk of lung cancer development. Once it develops, lung cancer tends to metastasize quickly, rapidly stabilizing sites of secondary tumors in other tissues. Tissues, particularly at risk as a secondary site, are the mediastinum and Higher lymph nodes because of their proximity to the lungs, but other sites include the lung pleura, the lining of the lungs, hearts, breasts, liver, adrenal glands, brains and bones. Lung cancer can be categorized as either small cell or non-small cell carcinomas. Small cell carcinomas accounts for a a small portion of lung cancer and originate from small immature neuroendocrine cells that means that non-small cell carcinomas accounts for most lung cancer and this can be further subdivided into four categories adenocarcinomas which frequently form glandular structures or have the ability to generate mucine squamous cell carcinomas which have squamous or square shaped cells that produce keratin carcinoid tumors form mature neuroendocrine cells and large cell carcinomas which lack both glandular and squamous differentiation small cell carcinoma is strongly associated with smoking and usually develops centrally in the lung near a main bronchus in general they grow the fastest and more rapidly metastasize to other organs than other types of non small cell lung cancer because of this by the time It's diagnosed, it's common to find large tumors in the multiple locations, both within the outside the lungs, within and outside the lungs. Typically, when small cell carcinoma is within one lung, it's considered limited. If it spreads beyond one lung, it's considered extensive. Small cell carcinomas can also sometimes secrete hormones and that can lead to what is called a perineoplastic syndrome one example is when the tumor releases adrenocorticotropic hormone causing an increase in production and release of cortisol from the adrenal glands this causes what's known as Cushing syndrome which causes a number of symptoms including an elevated blood glucose and high blood pressure another example is when the tumor releases antidiuretic hormones which causes water retention leading to high blood pressure, edema and concentrated urine. A slightly different type of paraneoplastic syndrome is when small cell carcinomas prompts the body to produce autoantibodies which bind and destroy neurons called Lambert Ayrton myasthenic syndrome which is a type 2 hypersensitivity reaction. Non-small cell carcinomas are more of a mixed bag in terms of where they usually arise. Just like small cell carcinomas, squamous carcinoma tends to be centrally located and has a strong association with smoking. In contrast, adenocarcinoma tends to develop peripherally in a bronchial or alveolar wall and doesn't have a link to smoking. Large cell carcinomas and bronchial carcinoid tumors can be found throughout the lungs, centrally and peripherally, both of these two. Large cell carcinoma is linked to smoking. Both adenocarcinoma and squamous cell carcinoma can form Pancos tumor, which are masses in the upper region of the lung that compress the blood vessels and nerves located there. In particular, PANCOS tumors can compress and damage the thoracic inlet, branchial plexus and cervical sympathetic nerves leading to their dysfunction and Horner syndrome. Clinical symptoms of Horner syndrome include a constricted pupil, a drooping upper eyelid and loss of ability to sweat on the same side of the body as the dysfunctional sympathetic nerve. A classical paraneoplastic syndrome associated with squamous cell carcinoma is the release of parathyroid hormone which depletes calcium from the bones causing them to become brittle and increasing calcium levels in the blood. And finally, a paraneoplastic syndrome specific to carcinoid tumors is carcinoid syndrome which causes the secretion of hormones particularly serotonin which leads to increased peristalsis and diarrhea and bronchoconstriction causing asthma. Since non-small cell carcinomas tend to be slower, growing and slower to spread than small cell, stagging is more elaborate. It's called TNM staging and represents three diagnostic categories, T for tumor size and extent of loc- local extension and for spread into nearby lymph nodes in the chest, particularly the mediastinum and hyalur lymph node. And M stands for metastasis to a secondary site. Within each of these categories are substages T, O, T4, NO, N3, and MO, M1, where an increasing number means increasing severity. Finally, the combination of these sub-stages determine these stage groups, assigned as 0 to 4 in Roman number. So, for example, if the diameter of the tumor is less than or equal to 3 cm and not in a main bronchus, has invaded the hilar lymph node on the same side of the chest, but has not spread outside the chest to other tissue, it's categorized as T1N1. M0 and can be considered stage group 2. But if the tumor metastases to a secondary site, it's considered M1 and staging group 4 in Roman number, regardless of its T or N value. Symptoms of lung cancer vary based on the size and location of tumor, whether or not it has spread to other organs and whether or not it generates hormones, all of which is often predicted by the type of cancer. In response to the cancer cells, the body mounts an immune response, which results in the release of chemokines like TNF-alpha, IL-1-beta and IL-6 which can cause weight loss, fevers and night sweats if the primary tumor physically constructs obstructs the airway and presses on surrounding tissue structures, it can cause a cuff, shortness of breath, breath and leads to pneumonia in the lung tissue binds the obstruction. Compression of nearby lungs can cause pain. Compression of specific nerves like the recurrent laryngeal nerves and pharyngeal nerves can cause changes in voice or difficulty in breathing respectively. Compression of nearby vessels like the superior vena cava can cause a backup of blood in the face, leading to facial swellings and shortness of breath. Finally, if a cancer cells invade into a blood vessel, then mucus can get blood tinged or blood clots can get cuffed up. Initially, lung cancer is usually identified as a coin-shaped spot. Called a coin lesion, lesion on chest X-ray, or a non-calcified nodule on chest CT. Infections can also occur similar shaped spots, so a tissue biopsy from a bronchoscopy or a CT-guided fine needle aspiration is typically done to make a histopathologic diagnosis. Though treatment will vary by category and stage of the lung cancer of a commonality is the use of surgery if appropriate. Chemotherapy or immunotherapy and radiation therapy when possible. In general, the goal of surgery is to remove as much of a tumor, ideally all of it, and to have a small border of healthy tissue around it so that all of the cancerous cells are gone. Depending on the size and location of the tumor, a small wedge of tissue may be taken or up to an entire lung, in which case the airway is sutured shut to prevent air from leaking into the body cavity. In addition, it's typical to remove nearby lymph nodes which have metastasis and manage clinical symptoms. Since pain is significant, chronic symptom of lung cancer, it's often managed through both non-pharmacologic approaches like yoga and guided imaginary as well as pain medications. Now, come to the summary. So, a quick recap. Lung cancer is the uncontrolled growth of respiratory epithelial cells. The minority are small cell cancerous and the majority are non-small cell which are further categorized into adenocarcinoma, squamous cell carcinoma, bronchial carcinoid, and large cell carcinoma. Some common issue for all lung cancer is that they can cause airway obstruction, compression of nearby nerves and the superior vena cava, causes paraneoplastic syndromes, and induce an immune response which causes symptoms like weight loss, fevers, and night sweats. Overall, Lung cancers have a high rate of metastasis to other organs and are treated with a combination of surgery, chemotherapy, immunotherapy and radiation depending on the situation.